Hello and welcome at Logistics Conversations, the podcast of the Cluster for Logistics Luxembourg. Through this podcast, you will discover the international world of our sector. Even better, you will hear passionate people and their exciting small and important stories. Logistics is essential in Luxembourg and we want you to have a look behind the scene. Dear Tobias, welcome to this uh, Logistics Conversation podcast, the first one in March. We're very happy to have the Managing Director of Kühn und Nagel, Luxembourg and Belgium in this podcast. Thank you very much, Malik, for this uh, warm-hearted welcome. It's my great pleasure and privilege to be with you this morning. It is a pleasure. A brief introduction before we review a little bit also your personal career with this company Kühn und Nagel. I think you have been with Kühn und Nagel Belux for about two years now. Uh, and we have seen in Luxembourg the last five years very much increased investments in people and in infrastructure in Luxembourg. By Kühn und Nagel, you probably exceeded 700 people or full-time equivalent in Luxembourg before the corona. And I think you are also ready to... Uh, launch and inaugurate your uh, warehouse which was started in 2020 and I think probably is already uh, officially uh, used. So uh, we would like to talk with you why Luxembourg is a, pl a good place uh, to invest uh, and, and, and what else we can do to invest into supply chain and logistics. So uh, can we describe a little bit your career steps um, before you came to Luxembourg uh, because you have seen a lot of different countries? Yeah, my pleasure. I'll keep it very short. Uh, in a way, I, I got addicted to logistics already during my university studies because I um, had the pleasure to uh, write my master thesis um, at Lufthansa Cargo. So the design the strategy process that's now 25 years ago. But being at the Frankfurt base uh, was kind of really exciting to see the global flows. Um, and uh, air freight, of course, is a very complex part of, of the global supply chain that gave me the idea to eventually go into the industry. Yes, and I did. 23 years ago, I joined Kühnenagel in the Swiss headquarter. I was a young corporate development manager, so I had the, the pleasure to work with Mr. Kühne and the board directly on strategic projects, M&A, um, organic growth projects, etc. And of course, uh, that gave me a wonderful overview of the group because I traveled to 80 countries uh, during those five, six years. Um, and it was clear for me also a little bit Uh, the spirit of entrepreneurship coming also from the family uh, that uh, I would not like to stay in a corporate role all my life. And I had the, the great chance to move to France um, as a young managing director of KN France uh, um, and uh, stayed there for, for five years, uh, met my French wife uh, and then moved on. And KN is a very global organization. So I had the chance to move to Poland. So I went uh, more than five years to Poland. It was a great time because it was a time of strong economic growth, uh, European Union funding, uh, European championship in soccer, uh, right? So a lot of infrastructure developments and we moved the country organization to the next level opened also up integrated logistics, um, uh, which uh, was then probably one of the reasons why I was called back into the headquarter. And I had the uh, pleasure to work five years as the global head of integrated logistics, which is our 4PL arm. So in a way from the general management role into a business uh, unit role. And um, yeah, that was about globalizing that, uh, that business, uh, uh, diversifying into different verticals. And that brought me already a lot to Luxembourg, because Luxembourg is the number one hub for our global integrated logistics activities. We have a, a logistics control center there since ne nearly 20 years now, very successful. Um, and uh, that probably then paved somehow, no, it paved the way somehow to move back into general management. And, and it's good two years ago 
that I had indeed the pr pleasure to take over the managing director role of Kudenagel in Belgium and Luxembourg, which is small in surface, but very powerful in terms of our footprint. We have three and a half thousand employees, of which 700 in Luxembourg and more than 2,500 in Belgium. And we have a big hub function, but I will probably come back to that later to describe a bit what, what we are doing. So passion for logistics since many years. Sounds good. So um, from your CV, I can read that you have two kids. So in which countries have they been born? <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. They have been born in Poland, actually. Um, uh, and then we moved uh, to Switzerland with the family. So they speak uh, uh, English, German, French fluently without accent and even a little bit of Polish, which is great because it's a very difficult language. Uh, so they, they took that along okay. with, the, with the milk, so to say. Okay, so they, they see actually the, the open international careers which are possible in supply chain and logistics. How do you see the current um, economic situation in, in the companies you serve, the, 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 your customers' perception? We have um, a mixed picture. Uh, I think as we all have experienced now, uh, more than one year into uh, the global pandemic, uh, corona crisis, uh, there's industries that have experienced incredible boom, anything around e-commerce, uh, direct delivery, uh, e-business uh, driven models. Uh, and then you have other industries which are very volatile, which are um, hit very, very tough. Um, Nevertheless, not necessarily so much linked to logistics, because, of course, when a hotel is shut down in a restaurant, um, then there's less direct logistics, but some of at least the food supply goes then into the supermarkets instead, which are providing uh, families in, in their private environment. So um, shift in, in patterns, uh, shift uh, across verticals. But in the end of the day, and that is probably the, the positive aspect of a Kuninagel entity, which is very global, which is uh, working for all the strategic verticals, um, that we could actually balance that out. And, and we published this morning our results 2020, and that shows that exactly we had a, a weak start into the year um, with the volatile markets, but we had a very strong second part of the year, and we actually ended the results 2020 on the same level as 2019, and nobody would have expected that. Uh, um, even some competitors uh, probably had a bit of a tougher time. Uh, and we are even now benefiting from the crisis in the sense, not only because our e-fulfillment services are booming double digit, but also our very strong pharma footprint, of course, is benefiting. And we are very proud uh, with our vaccine chain uh, development that we are one of the absolute key players in supplying the global COVID vaccination logistics to the world, in Europe in particular, but in the end, very global. Uh, and, and, and how is that? Because we are exactly in the right business units. We have all the transportation capabilities. We have the warehousing capabilities. We have the visibility supply chain competence. And last but not least, we have 240 um, pharma chain compliant stations of which double digit number actually in Velux, our cargo hubs like in Luxembourg or in Brussels, but also all the warehousing um, and the European pharma fleet, which we manage from Luxembourg. Okay, so this is basically product where you promise something to your pharmaceutical companies and you try to keep the promise 99.999 whatever percent. Absolutely. It's a very demanding industry, but uh, it makes you fit uh, as a logistics player because when you can save the most demanding ones, it's also, of course, helping you IT-wise, process-wise, competence-wise to serve other industries well. Okay. I have known uh, Kühne Nagel on the industrial side maybe 25 years ago 
when I was working for DuPont and mid of the 90s, uh, Kuno Nagel was taking over a lot of contract activity for DuPont. I did not know, I saw that this is even a public event, strategic thrust from Kuna. Uh, now after Corona, do you see different new requests coming in from your customers? Yeah, it is. I think Corona um, put a spotlight on, accelerate of, on, on, on the acceleration of digitalization. On the one hand, um, driven by the way of working, right? The home office requirements uh, and uh, not being able to travel forced all of us to go digital. Könignagel luckily has been already very digital. We had a global standard systems in ANC Freight already uh, 20 years ago. But of course, the systems in meanwhile are very fast, uh, very intelligent in the same sense of also, you know, proactive uh, planning capabilities and end-to-end visibility. Um, but again, from the customer perspective, they a certain level of, of digitalization they expect, but they are extremely happy when you can offer also predictive um, capabilities in terms of planning and forecasting, um, when you have near-time or real-time tracking tracing information, um, and when you, in the end of the day, can also do the mode switch very quickly. Uh, we have seen disruptions. Uh, air freight was very much touched in the middle of last year when suddenly 70-80% of the global capacity was was yeah lost, at least temporarily, and still somehow depressed because of the missing belly uh, capacity. Uh, currently, we have um, high volatility in sea freight because of the container shortage um, and carriers having taken out capacity. So we have several hundreds uh, of percent of, of um, rates increase. Um, and, and, and therefore, it's more than ever important that you are agile that you can offer proactive solutions and then you at any point in time maintain your operations and you can give the visibility where the goods are, where they might be and what alternatives you can offer. Okay, uh, you uh, sort of answered already to my next question. Let me <laughs> jump. So basically after Corona, um, I see that a lot of companies are trying to review their business models, see whether they have to change. Uh, I know that basically uh, you would expect them probably sometimes uh, instead of going to uh, maybe a consultant, some of them we have uh, also uh, consulting companies in our um, in our cluster for logistics who are active in helping companies now to reorganize. But do you do do customers uh, companies really think about talking to you to reorganize themselves as probably you would like them to? To be honest, the, the mega trend of outsourcing um, is rather accelerating these days. And that, of yeah. course, helps us as, as uh, global players with strong hubs like in Luxembourg, uh, because then we can offer flexible solutions. We have the full portfolio of services. And um, the beauty of a good customer relation is that it's long-term oriented. Um, you try to create value together. And um, um, it, is, it is correct to, to try to maximize, of course, a partnership. But sometimes there's a market, um, be it a geographic market or a specific, specific service, where either no logistics player is, is present yet or at least can is not. And then it's simply fair um, that there's a portfolio of, of partnerships uh, going. But in principle, again, the, the outsourcing trend is unbroken. Um, the depth of outsourcing goes further these days, where in the past it was very much consolidation of transportation, um, optimizing cost. Uh, now it's, it's more the end-to-end -end approach. Okay, do people not underestimate eventually how much uh, design capacity and engineering capacity you have to tackle some of their 
problems and eventually to help them reorganize the way they do supply chain compared to in future compared to how they did it in the, in the past because i think you have strong you know engineering um, design Abs absolutely. specialists absolutely sometimes in the past kunagel maybe was a bit too modest and, and and did not do enough marketing because indeed we have supply chain consultants that can act like uh, neutral third parties give advice to center of gravity studies where should the warehouse to, to today be or tomorrow um, and, and and this for us is a means to strengthen a relation sometimes it can be um, to come to the next level of a, of a partnership which has been maybe transportation linked and then you go into a uh, warehousing contract logistics uh, uh, partnership it can be sometimes that we have no relation with such a customer and they are positively surprised by our competence uh, we can of course also offer this very competitively because it's a means of business development investment for us uh, and then eventually we will sign a contract so yes we have the competence in-house um, and yes that is a way to drive value for our clients As you mentioned in the introduction that you are in charge or have experience with contract logistics, uh, I have a 15-year-old daughter. You mentioned that you are also, and I think we can read that you are active in the distribution of the vaccines. How do I explain to my 15-year-old daughter what that really means? What are you really doing there? That's a very good question. I mean, of course, part of uh, our services is strictly confidential, so we're not allowed really to talk about where uh, the operations are and, and, and who, where the goods are because they're of an extreme high value security and they're also absolute security is a yeah. topic. But generally speaking, um, we can deploy all the historically grown competencies of Kühnenagel. It's on the one hand having a network which is pharma chain compliant. So I mentioned we have 240 stations that have all the necessary certifications, right? There's a strong element of temperature control yeah. because as we know we have different vaccines we have the uh, the earliest ones were are still are to be managed at a minus 70 degree yeah. environment so that's extremely complex there's very few sites that even offer it of course then you can go into containers but that is not not a warehousing solution that is just a transport solution then you have uh, other uh, segments which is minus 20 which is already easier we for instance have many more stations which are capable to offer that and then we have new vaccines coming which are at, at ambient uh, plus two to plus eight which is then easy to manage so so that's first per per vaccine you need to have the right temperature um, capability both infrastructure and also of course in terms of the, the certifications um, and then it is an end-to-end -end offering so uh, we are both Uh, offering the inbound into production because there's uh, complex flows, glo regional, sometimes global flows of the pre-products. Pre okay. uh, none yeah. of the uh, you know, startups have the yeah. full in-house capability. So there's already a big complexity to bring the pre-products into the final manufacturing, from the manufacturing then to the regional hubs, from there to the national hubs. Um, and um, we have two examples where we even manage the last mile. That is in the German country of North Rhine-Westphalia. Um, the so largest, there, Kühnenagel is managing German. more than 50, um, um, you know, decentral locations and delivering into the vaccine centers. And also in Switzerland, in the canton of Zurich. Um, in other countries, uh, the government has decided to manage it themselves, sometimes with the army logistics, sometimes with, with the chosen proven partner. But to be honest, uh, as we can imagine, there's so much complexity out there. There's a global demand. We talk about billions of vaccines to be distributed uh, and, and, of course, vaccinated. Uh, it will be a process for rather several years. Uh, and, and therefore, we are proud that we are... It's going forward. It's not, it's not stopping soon. No? 
Absolutely not. Um, I mean, we are probably having a little bit of a European dimension where we know there's this famous summer plan and this will probably be fulfilled that the majority of at least the elderly, let's say the adults, will be vaccinated. But then um, into next year, uh, we will also want to vaccinate the whole population, including the younger kids. Um, and last but not least, thanks to also this COVAX uh, initiative, uh, Europe and other uh, richer nations um, have invested into supplying vaccines to the rest of the world, South America, Africa, parts of Asia. So that will start in the middle of the year as well. And then, unfortunately, we will probably be faced um, and confronted with uh, uh, further you know, developments of COVID. Um, one can say COVID-25 is at the horizon already. So vaccinations against these type of pandemics uh, uh, will probably be a new normal. Uh, but luckily, the logistics works. We are ready. Um, and of course, technology also us as human um, parts of the society will help us because these tracing apps, etc., will, of course, be much more powerful in the future and will allow us to manage shutdowns with less impact on society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had in our very first podcast, uh, Luc Provo from the company B Medical, who explained very much about some vaccines must not freeze and others must, must stay frozen, uh, this challenge. In this podcast, we would also like to talk about the people behind logistics, because obviously logistics is, is a hands-on business. Um, so in the last 12 months, uh, we've had different learnings. Uh, how How does it work for your people? I mean, there's a lot of stress probably in this in this business uh, in Canton, south of the airport. How do you manage the people side of uh, of logistics? It's a, it's a very good and, question. And what are the learnings? Let's say it, it's a very good question, Malik. And uh, um, so, thank you for people. for that uh, um, uh, people question, uh, Malik. So, of course, they are at the core of our success, uh, and therefore, from day one, at the start of the pandemic, the prime target of Kunanaga globally. In particular, in Bilax, of course, was the health of our people. So we invested a lot into procedures, leveraging technology. Um, we moved nearly 50,000 employees on a Zoom environment uh, in Q1 last year, which, of course, allowed us to be much more flexible, leverage home office, secure the distancing, which is, as we know, still the most efficient um, means against COVID. And, um, and of course, we then also um, had a lot of open off business discussions because people started to be stressed by the fact of the volatility of the markets. So suddenly it started one, two hours earlier, um, it ended later. Uh, and also when you keep working for several weeks in front of a screen, um, yeah, you can get dizzy, so, so to say. Um, and again, I take some pride. We, 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 we are driving initiatives. One was, for instance, very successful, the Zoom Out initiative and we actually auctioned for the best pictures of the colleagues that really went out of the office what, into what the air. What is the zoom out? Uh, zoom out uh, uh, was an initiative where we said uh, people should really shut off zoom for half an hour at least. They should go out in the air uh, in order to have the proof for us that it's not just a theory. Um, uh, we made the competition to send in a selfie um, and the winners actually got some on running shoes which for which we managed the European logistics, as you know, in Luxembourg, out of Luxembourg. And that was a big success because people enjoyed it even more to go, go jogging, uh, go with the dog. Excellent idea. Uh, and it was really nice. And to be honest, it was a psychological um, effect on allowing ourselves to also do that break any time of the day. All right. We come a little bit from the, the expectations. You do a, um, you know, eight to six concentrated focus uh, job. Yes, of course, you have a lunch break and you have a, uh, um, a quick coffee break. But uh, we, we, as I mentioned, some of us are start earlier and later, so they need to take some time out during the day. And if that, that is then in the middle of, of the day, fine. 
because it drives the physical and the mental health of the people. So, so therefore, I would say um, also thanks to the success of, of us being part of vaccine chain uh, operations makes us very proud because that gives us a bigger purpose, right? We serve the health of, of, of our neighbors, our customers, our parents, and at some stage ourselves. Uh, and I think that gave us this extra boost to overcome this complexity um, and become yeah, healthy mentally and, and physically into the new year. And, and we are confident that by summer this year, things will get better. Uh, and, and then we will be proud, look back and said, yes, it was a bit crazy, so to say. But uh, we did not lose anybody um, uh, on the way and we helped each other. We were solidary. Um, and I think it's anyway a, a great moment of team spirit on all levels, to be honest, of companies and uh, in, in, in societies and, and families these days. That really sounds like you really care for your people. And I think uh, usually you see that in the results uh, at the end of the year when you said that uh, the results of Kilunaga were very good already uh, compared to probably expectation early of 2020 to be as... Uh, in your personal career, uh, because you influence now the people uh, who report to you in your personal career, can you say, is there somebody who influenced you strongly or, and, and eventually how? Yeah, it's, it's probably difficult to, to name than one individual, which would not be fair to many that you, of course, had the privilege to work with. But uh, let's say in general, I think I had the privilege to always and I have the privilege today to work with very professional, inspiring both managers I report into, but also my team, um, and, um, and 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 this it's it's about constant learning, and and logistics is more than ever global. It's cross BU. It is dynamic. It's digital. Now we are going green, um, and along the journey, of course, you are have the privilege to meet completely different types of nationalities, of profiles. Um, the in the beginning, maybe maybe more the really pros in a specific logistics segment. Today, you also meet really the supply chain end-to-end -end specialist or vertical specialists. You also have on the supplier side, um, you know, much more complexity, more competence. And of course, by that, you are inspired and you're also requested to constantly learn in order to be at the same level of intellect and readiness to perform. So yes, I had, again, the privilege to work with both great managers and also great employees. Uh, and that's probably the reason why in my 23rd year in Kuhnenagel and in Global Logistics, I'm still happy, excited and, and ready for the next challenge. Excellent. In one of our former podcasts, somebody was saying, yes, I have been influenced by two people. One badly influenced and the other positively influenced. You missed that opportunity <laughs> to talk about the one who badly uh, influenced you. Uh, I think you talked a little bit about sustainability or green, moving green. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit? Uh, what's the, I mean, we see environmental pressure increasing on the supply chain and evolving also. Uh, so what, what, how, what is your answer to that? So uh, first of all, um, that's probably the beauty of, of the the Kuhnenagel entrepreneurial spirit and also its structure. Um, on the one hand, we have very strong strategic guidance, uh, uh, great ideas coming from our Swiss headquarter that drive initiatives. And one of which already two years ago now was the net zero carbon strategy, where we clearly said globally Kuhnenagel wants to be a front runner. Uh, uh, we want to be um, net zero carbon zero at 2030. So that is the most aggressive target, at least from 3PL players in the industry. Um, and then, of course, that connects with the local creativity and the speed of implementation. So again, we take some pride in BLUX 
uh, we are a bit, uh, we want to be ahead. Um, and uh, so we, we have already invested in the past very much into photovoltaic um, industry uh, um, solutions. And, and you will see here in a few weeks from now a proud announcement also in Luxembourg that we will inaugurate the probably uh, biggest ever photovoltaic uh, installation uh, together with our partners um, in Contern uh, on our big uh, hubs in Luxembourg 2 and 3. Um, so several uh, megawatts uh, of, of solar panel installation. So that's one example. Okay, so uh, and in future we'll be looking forward for a day like today when there is a lot of absolutely. sun. Absolutely. When the sun is shining, we will have green energy produced. Uh, then another example, of course, in our um, sea freight business unit, they, they, they are the front runners. So they they have developed the Sea Explorer, which, by the way, got more global famous with the, fame, with the successful German sailor Boris Herrmann, who we sponsored as a company. He ended fifth in this uh, Vendée Globe um, a few weeks ago, um, and, and, and his ship was branded Sea Explorer to remind the green partnership with Kühne Nagel. Um, there we are uh, profiling, I mean, the global... Uh, fleet of um, uh, of container uh, ships and including the net zero carbon footprint, the CO2 footprint. So a customer can choose while booking uh, whether to uh, book a greener vessel and or a greener routing. Because vessel is one thing that has to do with, with hardware and technology, but then also you can take different routes, you can have a slower steaming speed, and then of course you produce less. Um, and that is a conscious decision, and of course there's a certain link uh, to pricing, and uh, we are very successful with offering that in the first place and now managing that uh, as well. Another example is, for instance, anything which is on the road, right? So we have several pilots running, so we invested already in uh, LNG trucks. Uh, of course, our truck fleet is absolute modern, so it's at minimum Euro 6, and then also the future requirements. Regarding company cars, we are going electric, so we are in a transformation process over a few years uh, where we hardly ever uh, order any fuel or diesel cars anymore. So they're at minimum hybrid, also more and more fully electric. Uh, we have some distribution cars, for instance, in Brucargo, in our uh, hub in, in Brussels. Um, we have uh, eSmarts that do you know, the document management and even mm -hmm. some local spare parts. It's a pilot. Uh, it runs well. And then probably in Luxembourg and in other locations, also in Europe, we will roll it out. So there's a long list of activities. Maybe the last one to mention is that um, since the beginning of the year, Kühne Nagel is planting a tree uh, for each birthday of each of the nearly 80,000 employees so that is to create also the very personal relation to to going green and doing something um, for the environment um, but of course we will drive that further by taking out energy needs uh, led lighting etc so a long long list okay. so we, we let's say we adopt the the standards but we try to set standards and, and you want we are to be a forerunner absolutely be a forerunner. i think not everybody knows that when i think kuna was created around 1890 it is in hamburg so there's a clear link I believe even in your logo with an anchor, there's a clear link with the sea and the maritime. Uh, and if I understand you correct, that's where you want also to uh, take uh, the right measures to influence uh, what we claim today is 90% of, um, of the logistics of the global trade. Um, I, I read re recently that 43% of transportation companies would not even know their carbon footprint. So probably that's something where you can help because you, you, you talk and you work with a lot of transport companies. So. Uh, absolutely. So uh, first of all, since many years already, we tracked our energy consumption. Um, and we have digitalized the tool, so we, we are much faster now uh, in, in tracking in, in, and therefore also um, benchmarking ourselves. And we, we, you can see that in our yearly sustainability report that we have since a few years already double-digit 
uh, reductions uh, on all levels. It's not only about CO2, it's also about you know, waste management, etc. Um, and, and we will get more aggressive going forward um, across the entire company, avoiding our own level one and two um, emissions, which is in our self-controlled environment, the office and the operations, but the level uh, um, three, that's the demanding one. It's the carriers, right? And you mentioned sea freight. Uh, uh, so there we are having very close partnerships. We are the global number one in, in, in sea freight forwarding. That gives us, of course, also the credibility uh, and, and, and the relation to the top carriers to encourage them to invest, uh, you know, uh, anything of hardware, the scrubber investments to, you know, do the catalytic uh, emission reduction on the boats or going into green fueling, biofueling, etc. So all these uh, projects are running, um, and and but the ultimate power will come from the customers. Uh, as the end customer wants to see more green products, the producers need to be more green and that's why they are more requesting green logistics so it is a positive uh, cycle um, and uh, we will keep investing we will keep building partnerships and it's of course always the combination of very much avoiding emissions uh, but the net remaining ones to then wash them green by you know neutralizing them mm -hmm. Okay, you seem to have a clear plan uh, there. Um, I think it's important also probably for your people because you need to attract people. Um, I mean, you have 80,000, that's already a lot. But you need to probably motivate them and keep them. How do you um, how do you explain? I mean, you have a very pretty nice career, which you explained to us uh, today. Uh, how do you explain the attractiveness of the sector to, to people, to our listeners, for example? Logistics has never been so complex and therefore also never been so exciting. So you you can attract the basic interest rather quickly because we are offering global careers if people are interested to be global or regional at least. So that's the very international environment. We have more than 40 nationalities working for us in Luxembourg to just to be very concrete. Um, a second example, we are very digital now. That is something which the young generation expects. Uh, if you uh, would even dare to confront them with a, um, uh, the spirit of an admin paper-based job, they would probably turn down even the interview, right? So luckily, we are very digital and we will be more digital. So working with systems. Um, thirdly, the environmental aspect is a differentiator. The young generation, the greater generation, so to say, they want to hear from us that we are already green and we will do much more in that area. And, and therefore, serving our clients and serving the society is a differentiator in hiring talents. And uh, in the end of the day, of course, thanks to the bandwidth of services that we offer, we can enrich the careers very much. You can start in an air logistics role and you can move to sea logistics or road. Uh, you, you might become after a few years after some additional training uh, supply chain consultants. Again, you can move around the globe. Um, uh, we even see, which was not so much probably in the past, the fact that even between business units and functional units, there can be changes. For instance, you go from operations into sales. You go from sales into operations. You need creativity and you need uh, resilience because days can be different from one day to the other. May, may I say that we need uh, less muscles and more brain in this industry, in this sector? Yeah, maybe not because it depends a bit on the job. So let's say a white color environment, um, uh, probably a bit more brain helps uh, when we, we, we have very complex operations. If I look into vaccine chain operations, it's about precisely following SOPs to be monitoring the temperature 
to to uh, you know have the right equipment, gloves, uh, etc. Watch the security. So we need smart people on all levels of the organization. But of course, when you touch and carry goods in a warehouse, it's good if you have a certain physical uh, capability in addition to a smart uh, head. Are you doing something special to attract more female uh, employees in your company? Absolutely. We have since many years, um, we, are, we are really living and managing diversity. Um, since last year, we have actually accelerated that even by a, a program called Balance and Belonging, which actually um, is striving for securing equal employment across gender and across nationalities. Um, and again, I can say we are very far. We can always learn. We can always be better. But we have many countries, Luxembourg is one of the best examples where we have a huge international footprint, where actually the, uh, the female ratio is close to 50% on average. And of course, it's about us as management to secure that it's across all levels of the organization. Um, nevertheless, I can reassure you, we have, for instance, areas like finance, where we have more women than men. Uh, and then we sometimes do the joke, we need to uh, empower our men. Um, and also sales is very Uh, female driven but of course we have other areas um, probably engineering environment where we could and would love to have more women so we, we have programs but we have especially good company culture so uh, um, we are uh, enabling careers we are moving talents virtually through the globe uh, we had for instance one colleague uh, uh, moving to to do dubai just a few months ago a young controller um, and, and other examples we hire also globally into blux because of course we are in the heart of europe Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful place to live uh, and to work. So we're on a good, good way. Sounds good. Before I come to the last questions, maybe uh, a question of curiosity. I think you are uh, probably inaugurating your content tree uh, soon and you expect probably to have the owner of the company, Klaus-Michel Kühne, uh, in Luxembourg. Uh, can you describe that person? Because I met him once and I think it's a, it's a fantastic personality. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Kühne um, is our is our entrepreneurial heart uh, of the, the company. Of He is turning 85 uh, in summer this year without revealing any secrets here. Um, he's luckily in, in great health and, and still um, you know, stimulating us on all levels of the organization. Um, and of course, it makes us proud that we are a combination. I always say we are the best of two worlds in Kühnenagel. We are entrepreneurs. Um, and Mr. Kühne controls the majority of the company, so uh, we are free. We are on our own. But on the other hand, uh, we have 45% of the capital at the stock uh, exchange in Zurich, which gives us access to capital markets, which gives us the full visibility. Uh, we publish the results. You can see every, every single detail, regional results, uh, business unit results. So the best of both worlds. Um, and we are all a little bit feeling like little owners. Um, and I think that makes the difference. That gives the extra engagement for the company, for our class customers, long-term relations with suppliers. Um, and uh, yeah, we want to go on in that way. Excellent. Uh, we hear a career with passion and a passionate person. The last question to Tobias Scherschke from Kino Nagel, Managing Director in Belgium and in Luxembourg. Logistics people have the reputation to be to have to be very organized and keep the promises. How are you privately? Uh, do you take that into your private life or do you want to change it there? Yeah, uh, maybe uh, the, 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 even though I feel myself as a European or a global citizen, but probably my, my German um, uh, uh, genes uh, help to, from the start, to be rather, let's say, organized, so to say. 
But indeed, it helps, especially in these volatile times, to be organized on all levels, right? So, and it's about planning. Uh, these days, it's very much about COVID secure traveling. So, um, I think I will do a little PhD on on Corona testing at some point. So, no, all good, all fine. And most important is that both the colleagues in the company and the family at home is is healthy and happy. Uh, many thanks for having participated in this podcast, Logistics Conversation from the Cluster for Logistics. This was a very exciting discussion. I hope people can learn, the audience can learn something from this discussion. And uh, we are looking forward to see further development of uh, your company here in Luxembourg and globally. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Manik. Luxembourg in the heart of Europe. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Logistics Conversation. You can find our podcast and interview on SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course our webpage www.c4l.lu. Thank you.